Hello again, everyone, and welcome to today's show. If you're one of the 130 million people that are dealing with SIRS, Lyme disease, autoimmune disease, or other conditions that are impacted by mold on a daily basis, and you need to learn how to eliminate that exposure, then you're in the right place. My name is Brian Carr, and you're listening to Mold Finders Radio. What's going on uh, today is a really fun episode. These are, you know, I have these conversations behind the scenes a lot. And so it was nice to say, hey, let's like put one of these front and center so everyone can kind of understand that you're not out there by yourself. And a lot of people are going through this and, and just hear like a real life situation as opposed to me just describing like fictional people that are that, I mean, they're not fictional, but like people that you don't know. So um, anyway, so I wanted to introduce guys, everybody, this is Kelly Bluth. She is uh, one of our clients and we're going to kind of talk through where she came from, where she's going, how she kind of got into this world and how the process has been going and her struggles and her wins and like all that stuff. So Kelly, hey, what's going on? Hey, thanks, Brian. Thanks for having me on. Uh, it's, it's an absolute pleasure to be here and to share, you know, what what I can with your audience as well. So thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Of course. I'm super excited for this. Um, so let's kind of start at the top. Like what what were you struggling with before you found us, before we met, before we got here? Let's kind of talk yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The reason why um, I came to you guys was because I have had for the past two years, two plus years, I've had some really, um, really hard to deal with gut issues that persist and won't go away no matter what I do in terms of nutrition, you know, um, my my exercise routine, like doing all the, you know, the right things, um, making sure that I'm not taxing my body too, too much with with fitness and, um, and like I said, eating, eating right. And just nothing, nothing was, was changing. Um, I was just severely bloated, um, lots of brain fog, fatigue. Um, I also started to develop like a drippy nose, like, you know, kind of cold symptoms. Um, and I was just like, there, there is something else going on. So I ended up working with a naturopath and they suggested that I get, uh, a mold test done, you know, the, the urine test. Um, and that came back sure enough with, um, mold. I, I have, uh, high levels of aspergillus, um, in my body as indicated by the urine test. Um, and I know there, there are things I've heard on your podcast. You just recently released one, um, with, with the doctor who mentioned, you know, urine test versus blood tests. So I know there, there could be some discrepancy in there, but there's definitely I mean, without question, there's definitely a mold issue in our home. And so, yeah, um, you know, I, I started going down this path of like, okay, how, how do I, how do I fix it? How do I remediate it? Um, and read books, you know, researched online. I decided to, you know, try and take some shortcuts. Um, and, you know, I did a, did a, a air sampling test in our home. Um, and that came back, you know, sure enough showing aspergillus, but still didn't know where the root cause of, of this was coming from. Um, and ended up having three different companies come out, giving us three different estimates ranging from like two grand all the way to, to $2,000, um, to remediate. And long story short, none of those have been, um, 
anywhere near what we've been starting to, to realize or what we've started to find from, um, from your company coming in and looking at our situation. Um, and can yeah, we, I guess the- Can yeah. we stop right there? So you have yeah. the three remediation companies came in to get bids, to get yep. bids. They gave yep. the bids off of just air tests. Is that what they did? No, they didn't. That's that's even more ironic. They no no air test, just from their eyesight, what they you know quote unquote saw. Got it. So like, yep. What was <laughs> what was like the bulk of what they? Because I think this is important. Because people mm -hmm. will have remediators come in. Oh, we've been doing this a long time. Blah blah blah. You know, I just pictured. I just the, the image I just pictured in my head was like this weird cartoon character, um, <laughs> like doing this. But um, and it'll be like, oh, you just need to do X, Y, and Z. Can you walk us through it, like some, like just like a like top line, a couple of things that are like that maybe now that you've learned is like not what should have been done, or maybe something they meant or something. Yeah, just just kind of like talk through that conversation a little because I do feel like people sure. I'll just get the remediator to come in they know what they're doing they would move forward like that sort of thing yeah yeah we had I mean in terms of what we were told could you know fix the situation so to speak um we had people come in that said just do a fogging treatment um and that'll take care of it we had um a, a group that came in and said um you know we can do the fogging and uh, we'll, we'll clean like the, we have a basement that's unfinished. So we'll, we'll come down and we'll, we'll clean the, the boards of the, the ceiling, right? Um, the, the subfloor. Yeah, 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 the subfloor. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then we had someone that up all the way up to the $20,000 range that said we needed an additional sump pump. And they were going to bust out all of our walls um, and rework the, the drainage piping um, that was leading to the basement. So, I mean, no one came in and said the exact same thing as someone else. It was complete, three completely different um, thoughts on our situation. So that's that's interesting. So, okay, so you have three people coming in because I, I mean, you know this and, and other people know this. What we like when we come in and look at a house, what we're looking at is not the same as anyone else either, right? It's like very yeah. different. Yeah. So was there was there something across like these three companies where you were like, something doesn't feel right? Like, was there something where you just felt like that wasn't the answer? Like, what had you keep going after this? Yeah, yeah, I just, I I didn't feel comfortable. Like none of them, the way that they you know, the way they shared the information felt like they really knew what, what was going on. Um, and just the, the huge discrepancy between two, two grand to 20,000, it was just like, okay, somebody doesn't, doesn't have it right. Like clearly there's, there's more to this than just what meets the eye. Right. And like you said, I mean, no testing was done. They just literally looked 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 at our house but primarily the basement looked at our basement and, and that was it and i just i was like no this this can't be it yeah it's funny the basement's like exposed so it's the easiest thing to look at it's like oh well, look mm -hmm. at this. this has to be the problem everything else is covered it's so funny like the, yeah. the process um all right so so i cut you off so i'm sorry so you had these companies come in it didn't sit right with you uh, so you had you mentioned before that you did some air samples. So you had a local company or something come in and a couple air tests. Is that what happened? Yeah, we did. We we Got did it. that twice. Um, and and again, both times came back with aspergillus, but um, 
still that that didn't give us the root of the situation like where is this coming from so i mean that's ultimately what we need to find out and you know in hindsight i would have gone immediately to you guys but i think oftentimes we you know we think oh well it's not going to be you know as big of an issue or we're going to be able to find it right away and treat it and, and everything will be good and you know i think part of me thought we did have someone come out and fog I think part of me thought, okay, we're going to do that and everything will be good. Like we'll, everything will go back to normal. Um, and that wasn't the case. That did absolutely nothing because then we uh, did another air sample afterwards, immediately afterwards and no change, exact same levels, like still, you know, very high levels of aspergillus. So um, yeah, so that's, that's basically what led us to you. So how long, see, so I got issues for a couple of years. So the health stuff was a yeah. couple of years. And then how long was this process between the different inspections and the different remediators coming out? Like how long did that take? Yeah, so I ended up, so last um, December of 2021, I got my my own um, urine sample test done. And then I we started calling people out in the spring, that spring. Um, and then all summer, we kind of have gone back and forth in terms of we did the fogging um, and air sampling. And then, you know, just here recently in the last month or so, um, we, we came to you guys. Got it. Got it. Yeah. yeah, it sucks that like a big chunk of the time is just figuring out that like you should even look at mold in the first place. Like that last, yeah. once you figured it out, it was basically nine months till you got to us with a couple of speed bumps along the way. But then it was... Yeah the two years before of like trying all these other things. Were you working with a naturopath at that time or did you find that person after some time? Yeah, I was, I was. That, so yeah, during uh, the time in which I had that, that um, mycotoxin test done, um, the urine test, I was working with a naturopath and they suggested that was something I had not had done. Um, and they wanted to, you know, potentially roll that out, but then come to find out that was, uh, you know, a key key factor into some of the issues that I was experiencing on a daily basis and and quite honestly still am um, because you know we we haven't treated the situation so um I'm looking forward to to getting our home remediated so that I can you know finally get back to to feeling better yeah and that's actually a good question because different people have different goals right so like yeah. I'm sure Joe asked you this up front what your goal was I'm sure whether you talk to David or Nina, like whoever it was. So, so the goal, it was for you to, to stay, figure it out, remediate and kind of be there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's our, that's our plan. And, you know, I, I didn't mention this earlier, but um, I think it's important to, to mention to your listeners as well, that our house, you know, we, we built our house. Um, and so it's, it's just shy of three years old. And so I, you know, I think a lot of times at least for me the common misconception is that like oh you know mold issues are only in older houses well this is like a, a fresh young house and, and we still have you know mold issues so yeah I, you know i'm glad that you said that actually i didn't i hadn't looked at the age of the house um i was just looking through some of the pictures of things before we jumped on and there's mm -hmm. definitely like some areas that seem like that there's especially like from where some of the surface samples were taken specifically mm -hmm. like you know there, there's some things are right there and this stuff like 
it doesn't take long. It's, it's, it's actually so funny. I don't know if it's funny, but just the fact that you brought that up, it's like, when you ask somebody like, how old is, you know, are you in an old house, your new house? Like, oh, it's, it's a newer house. Like, oh, when was it built? 10 years ago. They're like, okay. <laughs> so I know in the grand scheme of things, like t- a 10 year old house, as opposed to like living on the East coast, when they're all like a hundred years old. Like, yeah, that's like a newer house, but like, it only takes a couple of days, a couple of weeks for something to turn into a problem, right? So like one of the things I think that sometimes we have to wrap our heads around is this concept of time and that something can't happen in a period of time because you're relating it to something else that isn't at all connected to it, right? So like mm-hmm. 10 years versus 80 years, oh, 10 years is a really young house, but like 10 years is still a long time and three years is a very young house, but three years is also time for things to happen, right? I know yeah. we're looking there's like the master bathroom, there's some stuff in the shower, there's stuff around a kitchen dishwasher. Like, yep. like these things are not things that happen in like, you needed a whole super old house to happen. If a dishwasher leaks, you have a problem under it. If there's something with a kitchen yep. sink, you have a problem under it. If there's something with a shower, you have a problem. Um, yeah. And so I, I like that you brought that up because I think sometimes we don't think of it that way, you know? Absolutely, yeah. What, um, what was your sort of uh, reaction, I guess, when, when uh, we started walking you through what we found obviously we don't have the results yet for you but like when we started showing you kind of what what everything looked like what were your thoughts yeah i mean there were definitely like the, some of the things you just mentioned because we we kind of knew in advance that there was probably going to be some issues with with some of those things so like the dishwasher area um we knew that moving in there had been an issue um they had not tightened up the pipes um, within the dishwasher. And so the first time we ran a cycle, uh, the pipe burst. And so we had, I mean, day one, you know, we had an issue um, there. Um, shower, you know, we, we've noticed that there's something going on there um, for quite some time. And so, yeah, some of that stuff um, was not super shocking, but, um, you know, I think what's going to be really revealing and um, what I'm really, I'm really curious, really curious, like curious, about it is is related to the um, the HVAC unit. Um, I, I never realized how problematic those can be and, and how they can harbor mold as well. Um, and then you know you're you're constantly breathing that in because that's getting you know circulated through through the vents. So um, we like you said we don't have the results back of of those tests, but just hearing how that is so common um, makes sense now, but in hindsight, um, I had no, no clue uh, that that could be, could be something. Yeah. I mean, just looking at the HVAC, like the pictures that we have, I, I'd be surprised at the sample, like we did, I know we did more, but like the swab sample specifically, like, I feel like I'd be surprised if it came back and there was no problem, you know? So we'll, Mm -hmm. We'll see, but it kind of feels like that there's probably like a source thing in there. And honestly, it doesn't look terrible. I know everybody's listening. So many talking about pictures he's helping, but like, it doesn't look like absolutely terrible. I've definitely seen a lot worse, but you could definitely see in the photos. And, you know, when you do the review, you know, when, when Joe walks you through the review and everything kind of blow that yeah. up and show it to you. But like, you know, I think one of the things with HVAC systems is, is we kind of look at it. And it's like, oh, it's dirty. It happens, like you know, and you, and you almost like dismiss it, kind of. And you know, I almost wonder. I feel like we dismiss things because we don't, because there's not an easy fix for it. So then we just like dismiss it. Ah, it's 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 mm-hmm. a, this happens. It's an easy, ah, you know, whatever. It's fun, you know. <laughs> Instead of like right. 
like the fix might not be easy, but if there's a source issue in there and there's other things going on, you, you know, it might have to be a not easy fix in order to address that properly, you know? Um, right. What's, um, what would you, in a nutshell, just so, just so people kind of understand the difference. Again, I beat this drum a lot, but I don't want to be the one saying it. Like I'd like people to hear this from someone else. What would you say is the biggest difference between kind of how like the local companies came through versus the way that we came through the house? Yeah, I mean, well, for starters, there's actually data that's going to back up, you know, claims as to what you guys feel um, needs to be remediated, right? I mean, we took samples, um, which none none of the, the three companies that came out did. Um, you, you know, it was extensive. I mean, these other companies that came out were here in and out in an hour, maybe tops. Um, but, you know, this whole process um, of collecting samples took three or four hours. Um, you know, our our home is a, a ranch home, so it's a little bit smaller. And um, from, from the inspection, um, I was told by Daniel and then Joe, you know, reiterated that there weren't as many things um, for them to sample, which is a good thing for us, you know, fingers crossed. Um, they didn't take as many samples as they typically do. I was told usually um, 35 to 40 is on average, and we had about 16 or 17 samples taken total. So, um, but regardless, I mean, 16 or 17 samples versus no samples from local companies. So I think that right there just says it all. I mean, there's no no evidence to back up what they were what they were claiming. Yeah, and it's so important too because the sampling piece, you know, when somebody hears that, they're like, oh, that's way too many samples. Like, but but you don't know until you see and you kind of understand like right. like. Hopefully the thing, and I feel like I probably did, the thing that gets explained when the review is happening is like why a sample is being collected and essentially yeah. how it drives a decision down the road and what the purpose of it is. Yeah. And if there's ways that we can combine them or ways that we can like pull something out and use data from something else to kind of cover that and what a remediation plan would look like, because we know as we're going through how we're sort of mapping out what we think has to happen, but there has to be the validation there. And not only to like write it up, but... Yeah honestly, to then have a conversation down the road where when the results come back, let's say there were 16 samples, I don't know, let's say 12 of them are bad, right? Well, are you going to remediate all 12 of them or are you not able to? And that you don't have to answer that question, but different people, it's different things, right? There's financial implications right. and other stuff that goes on. And so then another reason that you really need to be doing the testing is so you can look through and prioritize. Like if I only have X amount of money for remediation, but I have these areas, it's better to knock out 75% of the problem than it is to not, right? So yeah. are there six or seven areas that are the biggest contributors to what's going on and other things you can get to later? And will that be enough for you? And, you know, in terms of healing those, you know, that's obviously something I don't know, but it's to be able to have that conversation. So it's not all like, all or nothing, you know, my way or the highway kind of deal. It's yeah, it's about getting direction so you can make decisions, you know? Yeah. I think just too, you know, the the knowledge, right, that you all have is extensive. I mean, you've seen so many situations, like you mentioned. Um, and and yeah, the in-depth, you know, we had a, a pre-inspection meeting, then we, you know, I was able to ask questions during the inspection. 
um, and right after Daniel finished, and then we had a you know post inspection meeting, and then we'll have another meeting once we get the results back. So I mean, you don't get any of that with a local company. It's like I said, it's in and out, usually in under an hour, um, and there's there's no follow up there. It's just you know here's here's our proposed plan, here's you know how much it costs, and let us know if you want to move forward with it. And it's um, yeah, it, it's. Definitely, uh, in, like I said, in hindsight, it would would not ever go down that path again. But I think sometimes, you know, we we uh, you have to go through these things to to learn from them. Yeah, it's you're 100 percent right. Which I'm really glad why we're talking because hopefully somebody can maybe take something from that. You know, I feel like the reason a lot of those companies do that is because they look at these like construction jobs. You know, and so like when you're bidding a construction job. You don't typically need all these conversations like what's your history what's happened in the house what's your health history what's all of this stuff like we actually model our process after what a doctor process looks like you go into the doctor's office you have an onboarding form the super extensive onboarding form asking you anything that's ever happened with you and your parents and all that stuff you have that you have your first sit down right and then you and then you come back and you have a more formal one where maybe the tests and the different things happen then you have follow-up so we modeled our process really around that philosophy because you need to understand and kind of stair step through all those things to really like service somebody the right way understanding mm -hmm. that what we're the, the end goal here is not the end goal here is health it's not like the house at the end of the day the only reason you're doing the health is because of the health right so like right that's the end goal. And the house is like a, a, a portion of a treatment plan in reality, right? To, yeah. to be able yeah. to get there. So I'm glad that that stood out for you. And like the difference was, uh, you know, was significant there because it's, there's a lot of thought went into how that was all put together. So yeah. Um, what would you say was the most surprising thing that came out of all of this for you? Oh, um... I just think, um, gosh, in terms of this, the most surprising thing, I'm not, I'm not sure I was surprised. Um, other than like I said, maybe the, you know, the whole um, how the HVAC plays into things, um, because like I said, I, I kind of knew where issues were. Um, I just, you know, and we're still obviously waiting. I, I just didn't and still don't know yet how bad those things are um and you know what what that um what that process will look like to to remediate it so um yeah i i think i guess maybe that's a good thing is that there there wasn't anything super surprising because your team led me through all the way like really easily in terms of knowing what was to come you know how things were gonna run and so um really took a lot of the the, the fear and the, the anxiety related to it um, away because I knew what was going to happen. I'm glad. I'm glad. that That's one of the biggest hurdles that comes up is the thinking the worst case and the anxiety and all that stuff that happens down the road. Um, yeah. And especially when we're showing you everything for the first time, we're in that, fine, that review call period where we're showing you everything and kind of talking through what it looks like is it's, you know, it's a lot to take in. Those calls are usually an hour to an hour and a half, right? To like go through everything. Um, and it's a lot to take in. And so like the anxiety and all that stuff can happen. And it's just, you know, it's important. It's important to just try to like 
look at it almost like step by step because the further in the future you get I, I was literally just talking about this in my consulting group today is I was giving the story about trying to like deal with anxiety and like kind of overwhelm and stuff like that and I, I give this example whenever I not whenever but like if you've ever had to like call like the cable company or the phone company or whatever because they build you one they weren't supposed to or something happened and then you're on hold forever, right? Because you can't get on the phone with them. And so the whole time you're kind of like ramping yourself up. I'm going to say this and I'm going to say this. And I have all these points that are going to prove. And in the meantime, like if there was some sort of meter, it'd probably be like going higher and higher and higher that you're stressed and you're ramped up and like all this stuff goes on, right? And you're in like kind of this like, battle war state by the time that at least me anyways by the time that I get on the phone with somebody <laughs> like I'm ready to go I'm like oh hey I saw uh -huh. this problem this is cool we'll just cover that off and take care of it and there was it and the call's over and I'm like <laughs> why did I just work myself up this much and mm -hmm. and it's such like it's it's not the same example as like somebody who's like you know with health and house and all this stuff but like the concept is the same almost it's like wait till you talk to the person and then if you need to get ramped up you can get ramped up but all of that i didn't have to do right and so right thinking about how big is this project going to be how much money is it going to cost where am i going to live while this is happening like all these questions that come up yes you can think about them like i want to tell people not to think about them but it's it's trying to sort of understand like yes those are things that are on the radar for down the road like i understand i'll have to put some thought into that later but right now yeah. I might not need to think about one of these things potentially. So let's just like understand it. Let's wait till I get the next piece of information that then allows me to go on to the next thing and think about it. And yeah, it's, it's, I mean, for me personally, it's helpful. I don't know how it is for everyone else, but like, yeah, I get stressed out just like everybody else does. So it's just different things. Yeah. You know? so, yeah. Um, all right. So what would you say to somebody who's like on the fence about going down let's do it two ways about even opening the door of investigating their house. I know a lot of people are just like, they don't even want to do that. So let's, let's start with yeah. there and then I'll, I'll add a, a secondary piece to that. Yeah. Um, I think that's a great question. Yeah. I mean, someone who's hesitating, um, I, you know, I would say, I, I know this, this sounds crazy, but I would say why, like, why are you hesitating? Because if your health is important to you, don't you want to get to the root of the issue? I mean, that's ultimately why I'm doing this is because I want to feel better. And I know by doing this, I'm going to find out exactly what I need to do to fix my home and, and get it to back to a, a livable state for myself so that I don't have to feel the way that I feel on a daily basis so they can get back to, to living the life that I deserve to live. So I think, you know, your health, matters enough to you and, and you want to live a, a great life again, um, free of these symptoms, you owe it to yourself to do this. 100%. Totally agree with you. Um, okay. So now the second piece of that, what would you say to somebody who's just like, ah, we inspect they're this national company. They're not local. Like, I don't know if they're the right fit for me, like that sort of thing. Like, what would you say to that person? Yeah, I would, I mean, I would share it with them, my example, right? Like I went local, um, you know, before I even knew about you and your company and, um, I, you know, I paid the price because it, it took longer for me to get to you guys, to find you guys. Um, and, uh, I didn't get to, to the root of it. Like it was, 
I, I didn't get what I wanted out of it. So, um, you know, I would say save yourself the the time, the frustration, um, and and just you know reach out to to Brian and to his company because they they know what they're doing and um, you'll get you'll get what you want a lot faster, which is a plan of action so that you can move forward. Awesome. I think I think this is really helpful for people, you know, to just kind of hear these stories and and, you know, not everybody relates to every story, but there's pieces that you could pull out of it. So if you're listening to this, your story might not be exactly the same as Kelly's, right? Maybe you're dealing with health issues longer. Maybe it hasn't been as long. Maybe you are or you're not working with a naturopath yet or an integrative doctor or functional doctor yet, right? Um, but I'll tell you guys this, if there's some sort of thought process or knowledge or suspicion that there's an environmental water damage, mold, bacteria component, whatever it is, whatever you're dealing with, the house, any doctor who knows what they're talking about is gonna tell you have to fix the house. And by fix it means either actually fix it or fix your living situation by finding somewhere else that you're going to be able to go. So they're going to say, fix the exposure problem, right? Because the exposure, it always wins. Even if you're on treatments, with the treatments, you might start feeling better for a little bit, and then you'll probably plateau. And then eventually you'll come back down because the environment doesn't stop. It just keeps coming, yeah. you know? And so that's, that's the biggest thing that I, you know, that I would kind of tack on to that of like, if you're sitting on the fence and you're not sure if you want to go down the road, yes, going down the road, scary. It's not going to be incredibly cheap. Um, you know, there's, there might be work that has to be done in the house you might be displaced for a little while while the work is happening. Like, it's not the easiest thing. It's not going to be the cheapest thing, but you know, to Kelly's point, like, like if you're seeing a doctor, if you're running urine tests, if you're doing these things, you're, you're not doing that for fun. You're doing it to try to figure out what's going on. And if any road points to environmental exposure, it has to get fixed. It has to get addressed. Otherwise, all that stuff is honestly a waste of money at that point. Once you know, and then you don't do anything and you keep trying other like quick fixes with like diet and this and that, and all these other things, at that point, you're just wasting time and money because it doesn't get fixed until the exposure gets fixed. So... Um, yeah, well, and I, I would love to add on to that real quick, if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, just going through, you know, what I've I've gone through in the past two years, um, or really, I guess, year and a half. Um, you know, I, I can speak to that in terms of I did a mold protocol and saw no change, right? Because what we were doing, the fogging, didn't didn't get the root of the cause, right? Didn't remediate. Um, the way that we need to remediate our particular situation. Um, and so I, I saw absolutely no change by you know doing binders and other um, supplements. I actually felt worse um, while doing the, the mold protocol. And so, um, you know, if I think for me at first I was like, okay, well, we'll just, you know, maybe do these, these things, these minor things on the side, like, you know, the, the fogging and then I'll do this mold protocol and then I'll be good to go but that's that's not how it works like as you said you know you have to treat the the source and and once you can do that then you know moving forward with a a protocol um will be supportive but until then you know you're just you're spinning your wheels yeah it's something i've heard from all the docs that i talk to as well right so 
listen, if we get nothing else out of this talk, get that piece of it, that if the goal is really to fix that and to get the help back and to do that, that root cause, root cause has become a praise for a reason, right? It's because there's something that's causing all of this. And, you know, sometimes like when we think root cause, we think it's only inside the body, like the root causes of the body, right? But ultimately that the, the initial cause in your body can still be stemming to something else that's triggering you, right? So that's, it's just constantly peeling back and trying to figure out where the source is coming from. And then you start from there and start working step-by-step step forward to start kind of clearing everything out, getting it to where it needs to be. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think that that will hopefully be something that will resonate with folks when they're listening to it. So, um, Kelly, thanks so much for, for chatting, for taking some time. Any final things that you'd want to say or, or do you think we covered it all? Yeah, I just, you know, I just want to thank you again for having me on. And I just want to just, you know, remind anyone who's listening who might be in the same boat that I am or, you know, on the fence in terms of moving forward with, um, you know, with, with going potentially with Brian's company, um, I would say do it because like I said, you, you owe it to yourself, to your family, you know, if your family's suffering as well, you owe it to, to all the people that are affected by, by the situation to figure out what's truly going on so that you all can, can start to feel better. Awesome. Thanks Kelly. I appreciate that. And I'm excited for us to get everything back to you and get you going down down the next steps and the next path for you too. So um, Thank you. Me too. awesome. Well, that'll wrap it up. So we'll, um, you know, we'll talk to everybody next time. See ya. So that's it for today's show, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment and subscribe and give a rating wherever you get your podcasts. It'll help spread the word to those who really need it the most. 